All right, guys, welcome to the Body Mind Soul Project, where you are only as strong as your weakest link. If you want to level up your game, then you're at the right place because we're all about holistic self improvement. We're going to be talking about fitness, health, meditation, spirituality, goal setting, passive income creation, marketing, and just how to make some straight cash. Tune into our episodes that are going to be coming at you pretty much daily starting now. Alright guys, how are you doing? You know, I'm hoping that you guys are doing alright. Listen, um, you know, I want to just, today's session, I just want to talk about, um, you know, something that I mentioned before. You know, if anybody knows me, they know that, um, you know, at a certain point in my life, um, you know, I was working in sales and um, I hit a bit of a, a wall, you know, and some of the goals that I wanted to achieve in terms of wealth and things like that, I realized that the vehicle that I was in, I wasn't going to be able to accomplish the goals the way that I wanted them to. And, you know, many of those goals had to do with money um, and they especially had to do with how I was able to spend my time and how much freedom I actually had, you know? So one of the books that was able to help me make a huge shift, you know, uh, from a mindset perspective and how it is that I look at wealth was a book by MJ DeMarco called The Millionaire Fast Lane. And, um, you know, this is a great book that I recommend. And what I've done is I've taken the three biggest lessons out of this book. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today because I really think that um, it will be worthwhile if we were able to go through this. So let's just get to it right away. So just a little bit about the book, you know, it's written by MJ DeMarco, right? Uh, and even though it, the name is very catchy, sounds like a get rich quick sort of a book, The Millionaire Fast Lane, it's actually not, you know, at all. It's actually quite stoic of a book. Um, the, the author's story is basically about how when he was young, you know, when he was a teenager, he saw a guy, you know, pull up to the gas station in a Lamborghini Countach and uh, he went up to that guy and he asked him, he said, uh, and the guy was young, like in his mid-twenties, and he asked him, he said, you know, how is it that you are able to get so rich? What do you do for a living? And the guy looked at him and the guy said that um, I'm an inventor, right? So ever since then, you know, he decided that he wanted to be rich, you know, and, and he knew that he was going to be creating something, right? So this book is kind of a critique of the traditional path to wealth, you know, which is the standard sort of thing that everybody gets told that they should do, includes basically going to school, getting a degree, getting a high paying job, and then saving, you know, um, for your retirement, right? And you know, that's a, that's a slow and steady way, you know, of getting wealthy and it's tried and true and it's tested. Uh, the only problem is, is that you're probably gonna be driving a Lamborghini, Lamborghini, Lamborghini Countach when you're 70 years old, as opposed to the author who was able to retire at the age of 33 as a multi-millionaire. So there's basically three, you know, major lessons that we can take out of this book. Uh, lesson number one is that wealth means three things and none of them are money. Lesson number two is that at some point you must make your income independent of your time. And then number three is that you have to think like a producer, not a consumer. So like I said, these were the three lessons that helped me sort of make a huge shift in my mentality about how it is that I look at money. So moving on, 
So lesson number one, wealth means three things and none of them are money, okay? So according to the author, his definition of wealth is that true wealth means three things. The first is meaningful relationships with family and friends. The second is being healthy and physically fit. And the third is freedom, okay? So I'm, I'm sure that nobody will really disagree with these things. Obviously, you know, it's all about friends and family. Studies have shown that, you know, 80% of our happiness and satisfaction in life actually comes from the relationships that we have from people or with people and not necessarily the material things uh, that we own, okay? Um, you know, obviously, if you're not healthy and physically fit, right, then you can't really be wealthy. I mean, you don't want to be like a multi-billionaire who's, uh, you know, sitting there on life support, right? You don't have the health or the vitality to be able to enjoy your money. I don't think that anybody would, you know, classify that person as being truly wealthy, you know? And then the last thing is freedom, you know? If you're like a doctor or something, God bless doctors, right? If you're making, you know, you're a specialist, you're making five, $600,000 a year, right? Uh, but you're working 14, 15 hours a day, you know, and you hardly have any time to spend with your friends and family, um, you know, or, and it's affecting your health um, or stressing you out, then maybe that means that you're not truly wealthy as well, okay? So for the first two, you know, relationships with family and friends and being healthy, we don't actually need money for those, right? But for the final thing, for freedom, we definitely need money. The reason why is because money can't necessarily buy us health or relationships, but it can buy you a lot of freedom, okay? You can, you know, have the freedom to do whatever hobbies you choose, to own the things that you want, to go the places where you wanna go. You have the freedom of deciding how it is that you spend your time. You know, you have the freedom of being able to spend all of your time with your friends and family. And uh, that's why to be truly wealthy, we have to solve the money problem. And this is where I was, I sort of hit a wall in my life. You know, I kind of got to the point where my income was entirely dependent on the efforts that I was, you know, doing on a day-to-day -day basis. And what I mean by that is because I was in commission sales, I woke up one day and I realized that I'm in a spot where, you know, um, I started zero basically every single day, you know, and that put a lot of pressure on me. Every single day I would wake up and I would be wondering where my next sale is going to be coming from. And the truth is somehow those sales ended up coming from somewhere, right? But um, those sales ended up coming from somewhere, but it wasn't um, without stress, okay? And I realized that, you know, there's only one of me. And if I'm making $100,000 a year, working as hard as I can, how am I going to make 10 times as much or 20 times as much? Because that's how much money I actually wanted to make, right? So. I knew that I needed to find a different vehicle. And when I read this book, this book and another book called, you know, um, there's Thinking Grow Rich was a book that changed my life. And then Rich Dad Poor Dad was another book that helps to shift to the mindset uh, of being a producer rather than a consumer. And so, you know, wealth can give us freedom to do what we want, right? Um, and that's why it's important to solve the money problem, okay? All right, lesson number two, your income eventually can't depend on your time anymore. So this is exactly what I was saying, okay? We have to stop linking our income to our hourly wage because the way that we look at it, 
you know, we think that, okay, you know what, if we want to make more money, we have to work more hours. But there's only so many hours that we can possibly make. If we keep looking at it that way, our income is invariably capped, right? Another way of looking at it is if I want to make more income, I need to start earning more money per hour. Well, there's a limit to how much money you, per hour you can make as well, you know? I mean, very few of us are making $1,000 an hour or $10,000 an hour. There's not that many jobs out there and you need to be very, very valuable to be earning a wage like that, right? So how is it that we disassociate our income to our hourly wage, right? So the idea here is that we want to become financially independent, right? One definition of being wealthy is how long you're able to survive if you were to lose your job. So most people can only last about three months before, you know, they are, you know, out on the streets. And the reason why it's three months is because that's how long it takes for the bank to foreclose on their mortgage. So if you stopped earning an income, how long would you be able to survive before you would be out on the streets? Now, somebody that is financially independent, what that means is they have enough money coming from passive sources of income that your living expenses are paid for. Somebody who's financially independent is considered wealthy. The reason why is because he or she can survive indefinitely if they were to lose their job. You know, the reason why is because if they've got money coming from passive income sources, so that means that they've got recurring revenue somehow, uh, whether they lose their job or not, it doesn't matter because that income keeps coming in. You know, and if that income is enough to pay all of their expenses, then they literally never have to work again. You know, and being financially independent is a very, very noble goal because it's going to free our time and it's going to allow us to reach our potential and do what it is that we were really put on this earth to do, whatever that might be for each of us. Okay. So how do you do this? You know, how do you separate your time from your money? Well, what you have to do is you have to focus on businesses that are going to produce recurring revenues for you. All right. So examples of businesses like this would be writing books. You know, uh, somebody writes a book, they spend a lot of time on it. Maybe, you know, it takes them a year or something to write that book. Once that book is published, though, every time that book is sold until the copyrights are gone, which is a long way from then, like probably after the author dies, um, they're going to be getting a royalty on every single book that is sold. So they do the work once and then they keep getting paid for it for the rest of their life. You know, so when you look at how much they're earning on a per hour basis, you know, uh, it just keeps increasing and increasing. Like the amount of money that they're earning on a per hour basis is tremendous. Maybe it took them six months to write the book and they were working, say, four hours a day, you know. So it took them maybe five or six thousand hours to write the book. But now they get paid for the rest of their lives for that book. OK, um, the next is commercial real estate, you know, or multifamily apartment owning, right, or investing. Basically, what this is, is purchasing real estate for the purpose of renting it out, you know, and the idea is that um, all of the expenses, including the mortgage and everything, are paid for by the rental income that's generated by the property itself. OK, and so the rental income pays for the mortgage as well as the expenses. And then there's a little bit extra, which is your profit. Right. And the reason why that's a recurring revenue is because people pay their rents every single month and they're usually pretty consistent with their rents, you know, and that is a very, very common way of getting wealthy. 
In fact, I think there's a statistic, it's like seven or eight out of 10 millionaires in the world make their first million, uh, first million from real estate. Okay, so that's definitely a way to go. The issue with that is that you definitely need to have a little bit of capital to invest in the first place, you know? So, you know, investing in real estate is something that I've personally done, you know, and made a little bit of money on, thankfully. Um, but, you know, I know there's people out there that say that, oh, you know what, you can buy real estate with zero down and all that stuff. But uh, that, you know, I've looked into some of those and I don't think it's as realistic. If you really want to invest in real estate for the purpose of generating income, you're going to need some capital. Okay. Uh, next is e-commerce. You know, maybe you work hard on putting a website together and then you create like a sales funnel or something um, where you're consistently driving traffic to that website and you put the work in upfront to make that sales funnel to, um, you know, uh, get that traffic diverted towards your website or your landing page or whatever. And then after that, it's automated. You know, it works for you 24 hours a day. And whenever somebody purchases it or your product or service, you end up making a little bit of money. Okay. So that's obviously <clears throat> a form of passive income. Another um, type of business that can produce passive income for you and help you get financially independent is network marketing or multi-level marketing or direct selling, whatever you want to call it. And I know that uh, this has a bad, a uh, lot of people, you know, uh, think very negatively about network marketing and it's got sort of a stigma attached to it. But in my opinion, you know, for the ordinary person, this is one of the most, um, you know, uh, lucrative and sort of one of the opportunities out there that has a lot of potential. The reason why is because, you know, most businesses are successful if they have a system. You know, when a person buys a franchise, the reason why they're paying that franchise fee is because they're buying into a system that that franchise has already uh, created that, you know, is going to vastly improve the chances of the business being successful. You know, most businesses fail. The reason why is because they don't have a system in place like that. Uh, franchises though have a much higher success rate than other businesses. And the reason why is because they have that system. Now, network marketing allows people to get into a business and get access to a system like that that is tried and tested uh, for a very low barrier of entry. Usually you can get into a network marketing uh, business for like a couple hundred dollars, you know? And then because of the structure of the business, you know, uh, it allows you to sort of compound you know, yourself and duplicate yourself in a way so that you can truly create a large business. You know, one of the only people that I know who is under the age of 40 and is truly financially independent, you know, um, is somebody who did it in network marketing. You know, he makes an income of over a quarter million dollars a year, you know, and he did it uh, off of a network marketing business that he's been working on slowly for 15 years, you know, and I know the guy, it's not like he was breaking his back. He was just working part time on it, you know, um, and so network marketing is a tremendous opportunity as well. Okay, next dividend paying stocks. Okay, a person can own uh, shares in stocks that pay a dividend, right? Uh, this is usually not as lucrative. And once again, you need capital to be able to do this. But this is the ultimate form of passive income, because you literally don't have to do anything. You don't have to find property, you don't have to deal with tenants, 
You don't have to do any of that. You're purchasing a share in a company that's being professionally managed by a team of executives, and then you get your cut off of that every quarter, every month. So uh, the next is owning businesses that can be managed. So say, for example, um, I want to start buying franchises, you know, Subway franchises. And after um, owning one of them, I know how to run that franchise so well that I can buy two or three other franchises and have assistant managers working over there. And I'm just overseeing those managers, you know, so I've kind of disconnected myself from having to work on the business hands on. I'm just uh, running the business from a management standpoint and I've got other people that are putting hours into it. Okay. So that's another form of, uh, you know, passive income as well. And then we can't forget content creation, you know? So these days uh, producing content is huge. There's a tremendous opportunity in producing content. Um, what is it? Gary V once said that there's not a single problem that you face right now that can't be solved by producing more content. Okay. A person puts a video on YouTube, you know, once they've got enough videos on YouTube and enough likes and views, they're able to monetize their YouTube channel. And then from that point on, every time somebody watches their video, they make a little bit of money. You know, my kids watch videos uh, of guys playing, uh, you know, with toys or playing video games with their kids. And these guys are making millions of dollars just videotaping themselves uh, playing video games with their kids. And so there's a tremendous opportunity out there. So what's a, who's an example of somebody that was able to produce recurring revenue for themselves? Look at JK Rowling. You know, it took her years to write the first Harry Potter novel. After she wrote that novel, um, it was it was met with a lot of or she was met with a lot of um, you know, obstacles along the way. Many of the publishers that she tried to get to publish her book were not willing to actually publish the book for her. And so she had to try a few publishers before somebody was willing to take the chance and publish that book. The rest is history. She's now the richest woman in the world and is a billionaire. All right. Lesson number three, start producing and stop consuming. Okay. So, the average mentality of the person or the average person is to be a consumer of goods. Okay. And this is just simply because from a very young age, we've been taught, you know, that what we're supposed to do is spend money, you know, whether it's on TV, whether you look online, whether you're listening to the radio, uh, or you go outside and you look at billboards everywhere. You see advertisements that are giving you ideas on how you can spend your money. And so people are taught that, you know, let me earn this money so that I can spend it. Right. So as long as your mentality is like that, let me earn this money so that I can spend it. You will never, ever be able to be wealthy. The reason why is because you have the mentality of a consumer and you have to flip that around and start thinking as a producer. Okay. So rather than devoting your time and your money, thinking of ways that you can consume more goods, you need to devote your time and your money thinking of ways that you can produce goods for other people to consume, you know, and once you make that shift and start thinking about it that way, it's going to be a lot easier for you to start uh, coming up with projects and ideas and creating things that are going to start producing recurring revenues for you, you know? So like I said, you know, with myself, I worked in sales. I started at zero every day. Uh, you know, I made good money over, you know, a 20 year career in sales, you know, almost 
six figures every single year over that 20 year period. I was able to make some investments, those investments appreciated and I did okay. But I realized that if I wanna be making the type of money that I really wanna be making and still be able to have the time to spend with my family and my wife and my kids who are the most important people in the world to me, you know, then I'm gonna to have to change my vehicle. And you know, that's when I decided that from this point on, whenever I was gonna take on any new project to do with money, if I was gonna be starting a new business or anything like that, it had to go through the filter of, is this the type of business that I put a lot of work in initially and then get paid forever on? And if it's not the type of business that I'm gonna keep getting paid forever on, then, you know, um, then it probably is it's not right for me and I need to look for something else, okay? Uh, one final note, um, I forgot to mention over here, I've listed all the businesses that, you know, and these are obviously not all the businesses, there's other businesses out there as well, such as affiliate marketing. You know, affiliate marketing is when uh, you partner up with somebody else that has a product and you uh, divert traffic to that product. Whenever somebody purchases that product, then you make a commission. And, if, and that can also be a form of passive income, okay? So to conclude, uh, the fast lane to being a millionaire is not easy. It's not a get rich scheme, but it has more to do with changing your mindset than anything else. So you've got to start spending your time and money on businesses that can start generating recurring revenues for you. And when those revenues are greater than your living expenses, you're officially wealthy because you no longer have to go to work anymore. And a bit of a side note on this. So there's two sides to the coin. One is you have to increase your passive income so that it meets your living expenses. The other side of the coin is if you can reduce your living expenses and cut the crap out of you know the money that you waste, that's gonna make it so that you can get to being financially independent a lot quicker. And you know, like I said, I believe that financial independence is a goal that everybody should have, okay? Um, and so the idea is you wanna be able to survive indefinitely without having to work again. You know, imagine that feeling. Imagine having to wake up and, and knowing that you don't have to go to work at all, ever again, you know? And you can spend your life doing whatever you think your greatest contribution to this world is going to be, you know? And I think that that is a very, very noble goal for everybody. All right, that concludes today's episode of the Body Mind Soul Project. Join us next time where we continue to drop value bombs aimed to be total game changers for you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more updates. Stay blessed, kings and queens.